Hey you, I see you working so hard. I know that you're trying all the things, and yet word of mouth continues to be the only way you're trickling in new clients. At this pace, you know it's going to be another three to five years to reach your goals. You see others out there making progress, and honestly, it seems really easy for them. You're wondering, what am I missing? I want you to know this isn't your fault. Most likely, you've been copying and pasting methods that have just worked for someone else instead of having a method as unique as you. It can be different. Even if programs haven't worked for you before, even if you've struggled to follow through before, even if you struggle with ADHD, depression, anxiety, even if you're new to the industry or older and this whole social media world feels totally foreign to you, even if you don't want to make videos. It can be different. When you know the few things you need to focus on to actually generate money in your business, everything becomes clear. In five weeks, your business can look completely different. DM me the word method on Instagram for details. It's at Renlopa Official. I'll be waiting. are we doing? Good morning. Today we are talking about how to not sound salesy, but still get clients and still make money and still hear yes. So I'm lit up about our chat today. I think that this is going to be so good and so much fun because I think the tendency when we don't want to sound salesy is that we do nothing, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to be salesy, so I'm going to be super passive in my business. So today with these tips, I hope that you are going to feel empowered to know how to show up in the right ways while still showing up and while still getting lots of clients, hearing lots of yeses and all of that. Good morning. Hi, guys. Okay, so while I'm waiting for a couple more people to get in here, um, quick backstory. So between like 2014 and 2016, I started like, uh, I was doing like tutorials for my clients behind the chair every Monday. So I did that for like, I think it was like 70 Mondays in a row or something like that. And I would do these like either blow dry tutorials, braid tutorials, like just a bunch of styling thing, trend watches. And this morning I was blowing out my hair and if you guys saw my story, I shared like how I sectioned my hair and it just was so reminiscent of that time for me. It's like, whoa, I forgot that I did that. And now I get to show up every Thursday for like a thousand Thursdays and share this cool business knowledge with you. So it's so funny how things come full circle and we're like always reminded of, you know, where we've been, how far we've come. And honestly, how long I've been doing this shit. You guys, I was showing up once a week with tutorials since 2015. Like, oh my God, that is almost 10 years that I've been doing this kind of stuff. Hilarious. Okay. Anyway, um, as you guys can see, I am no makeup today. I am wearing my favorite oversized men's like button up that I thrifted because it isn't about, you know, I always want to practice what I teach you guys, which is it's not about us and it's not about how we are, you know, 
looking or anything like that. It's about showing up. I want to feed you guys today. I want you guys to walk away so empowered with so much new like skills and things to practice this week. And it is my intention every single week that you guys do exactly that. You take these talks, you take these free trainings and you like something clicks and you're like, okay, I'm going to experiment with that this week. And you're quick to implement and you're quick to put things into action like that is the magic you know learning i talk about this all the time but it's like learning is the really fun part learning you know we can be in that mode all the time but the way that we start to actually make progress in our business is when we implement this stuff okay so let's go ahead and jump in. Like I said, we are talking about how to not sound salesy, but still get clients, right? Not sound salesy, but still show up for our business and make more money. So what does all of this mean? Okay, so last week I was talking about sales psychology, okay? So if you're interested in this topic, definitely go back and watch that. You can access all of these trainings at the Successful Hairstylist Podcast, anywhere you stream podcasts. And then they're also available on my Instagram. If you click on the video tab and you click on series, they're actually all organized. There's so much good info there. But last week we talked about sales psychology, right? how to make things easy for our clients, how to make them feel motivated to take that next step. So now I wanna talk about common like sales, the icky kind, right? So like that was kind of like how to do it in a good way. Today we're going to talk about how to not do it in a sleazy way, right? So there's a stat and there's like a principle that is, and I'm sure you guys have heard it before, that is 20% of people, 20% of people get 80% of the clients, okay? 20% of people make 80% of the money, okay? 20% of people make 80% of the sales. So what I want us to think about with this is why, right? Like what are those top percent? And with women, it's even less, it's like 12%, okay? But still like, what are they doing? What are they implementing that maybe we aren't doing, right? What is the difference between these segments of people? And what I can tell you that's super fascinating is that it's all in the follow-up, okay? It's all in the follow-up. So when it comes to getting new clients, when it comes to any of that stuff, a lot of times we'll get, let's say ghosted, we call it ghosted, but they probably just got busy and forgot. But let's say we get ghosted and we're like, oh, forget it, I don't want a client who's gonna ghost me in the middle of a conversation, right? We get all in our feels and we make decisions that way. But what the data shows us, y'all, is that most people become clients after eight follow-ups, eight. Okay, how many of us give up after one, two, three used to be my number. That's like, okay, if I've tried to talk to this person three times, they're not really responding, I'm out. So anyway, I tell you all of this because 
I want to prove the point that if we're not following up and we're not showing up in our business, we are definitely not going to make more money, get more clients, be visible in our community, okay? So following up is ideal. What we're going to talk about today is how to do it in an ethical way in a good way, in a way that you can feel in your spirit, like aligns with the kind of business that you wanna run, okay? And then these will also help y'all understand when people are maybe playing a little game with you (laughs) so that you can be a better decision maker and a better consumer and not fall for some of these tricks. Okay, so I have four different categories. Now, I did share these on a reel earlier this week that you guys went crazy for, and I think that the reason it was so popular is because this is what we wanna know, is like how to do it the right way, okay? And yes, so let's just jump in. There are four ways that we can sound salesy and kind of be that sleazy energy, okay? So these are what we want to avoid as consumers, but also as business people, right? This is when we know we're going to that like icky place. And a lot of you already can feel it because like you get a pit in your stomach all of a sudden, right? Have you ever gone to be like rebooking somebody or even offering them retail and all of a sudden you have this heavy pit in your stomach because you're like, I don't wanna make my client feel pressured. don't want this to like you know I want to make sure this is good for everybody okay so the first category I call the red flags and what these are are phrases that kind of perk up like this it's just like a prickly energetic thing that I think we like might surprise you okay so the first one is going to be to be honest with you to be honest with you. So in a conversation, right, you don't want to all of a sudden be like, well, to be honest with you, da 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 da. Because what happens is we are setting the tone of like, maybe we weren't honest before, okay? <laughs> or maybe, you know, it's just, it's weird. If we are honest people, we don't have to say to be honest with you or honestly or anything like that. So similarly, we wouldn't want to say, oh, just trust me, you know, just trust me and take this leap and do this. We don't want to say things like that because oftentimes these people don't know us from anybody else. Okay. It's not about trusting me. It's about them trusting their instinct. It's about them knowing it's the right fit. Right. So saying, trust me, that's another way that you can kind of feel that somebody's like coming for you. <laughs> They're trying to like take you on a ride. Um, And then the last one that are part of these red flags, these phrases that are very salesy and kind of like put us in an uncomfortable space is going to be similar to, to be honest with you, it is going to be genuinely. Okay, so the same thing. So if we're in these conversations with people, we don't wanna be like, well, you know, genuinely, Karen, this is what you need. We just want to be speaking more naturally because again, it kind of raises the question of like, were you ner- Were you not being genuine the whole time? 
Like, what do you mean? Okay, so that's the red flag category. Now, I'm sure you guys can come up with a few more for those, but again, when we're offering retail, when we're inviting new clients in, when we are getting people to rebook, we want to avoid those. Okay, so the next one is a very common sales practice and it is called sense of urgency. Okay, so a sense of urgency is basically the intention of it is to play on the sales psychology of getting people to take action faster. All right, so what we don't want to do with these is use them in like a dishonest or weird way. And you see this like all the time. You see a lot of people doing this kind of thing and that's just not true. So what happens is it deteriorates kind of your credibility. So what are these? It's limited time only, once in a lifetime, only available now, only available until Friday, okay? We want to make sure if we're doing that stuff, we really mean it. If we say only, you know, this only goes to the first three people who message me, that we're really being in integrity and in with that, okay? So that is the fake sense of urgency. We want to use these things in an authentic way. We don't want to be saying all this weird stuff to get people to take action and then they find out you do that all the time and it's not a big deal. Not good. Okay, so the next category is going to be dramatic adjectives, okay? So this is definitely sleazy and awkward and just, you know, makes people think twice about working with you. And these are the dramatic adjectives like, it's a one, it's wonderful, it's amazing, it's innovative, okay? It's incredible. Even the best in my city, okay? So anytime you feel like you're wanting to like exaggerate, just know that like, oh, I'm going into like that salesy territory, right? I'm going into like that sleazy territory that I don't like and that could make someone else feel pressured. Um, this is definitely like a car salesman vibe, right? Like, it's the best car you could possibly get. This is the greatest interior imported from Italy. Probably won't be. So anyway, we want to just be less dramatic. We want to tone it down a little bit and just be as truthfully descriptive as possible, right? Your hair will be softer. Your hair will have less frizz. Your style will last longer, okay? That is more like bringing it down a notch into like reality because what happens when we use these dramatic words is that again, it just makes people feel weird. They're like, that doesn't sound true, right? That doesn't sound true. How could I get the best shampoo that ever existed for $20 at like this place, like that can't be true. So we need to be watching the drama in our language and just tone it down, be as realistic as possible. Okay, so, so far we have the phrases not to overuse. We have the fake sense of urgency. We have dramatic adjectives, or I would say any kind of dramatic phrases at all. And then this last one might make you think twice. And this is called love bombing, love bombing. And I think that this is 
really surprising for people because so many of us got into this industry because we're kind of like natural people pleasers, right? We wanna make people feel amazing. We want them to feel like the best version of themselves. We want to take care of them. We wanna give them this like out of this world experience. And also when we're not, you know, when we're not fully confident yet with our pricing, we do this even more. We are almost like overcompensating for our prices. We're like, oh my God, she's gonna pay me $400. Like, oh, I better sing and dance and do the whole thing. So what is love bombing? So this is kind of a, it's like, it's a manipulation tactic that gained a lot of visibility it last year in 2022. So I think a lot more people are familiar with it, but love bombing is essentially like going overboard on the compliments, only saying what you think the client wants to hear, right? Um, giving discounts when the client didn't even ask for it. So, you know, they're not even complaining about the price and it's like, oh, I took this off just because you're so special to me, right? It, they all sound like good things, even like being extra agreeable, giving people gifts, giving people free things. Um, like I said, discounting overly mirroring like mirroring with somebody in conversation is a really great great way to build connection okay and that's when we are kind of like imitating their body language <laughs> laughing when they laugh doing a you know doing our arms how they're doing it um even repeating phrases that they're saying okay but when this is all we do and it never moves past this it becomes more manipulation, right? We are trying to make these people like love us so much that they almost feel like they owe us something. And like consciously, I don't think any of you are doing that on purpose at all. I think that if we start doing it from a really, really good place, but when we are love bombing, we are essentially creating this very uncomfortable environment for ourselves and really for our clients. All right. So that is how we can even lose clients is if it's just like too, it's like so nice. It's like, what is wrong with this? What is going on? Okay. So those are the four sleazy salesy tactics that you should definitely be avoiding behind the chair. Just to recap, we have the phrases that you shouldn't overuse, like honestly, genuinely, trust me. We have fake sense of urgency. So trying to put this pressure on our clients by saying things like limited time only, once in a lifetime. Um, you won't be able to get this again until 2024. So any kind of like time pressure, um, either using it too much or not doing that authentically. Um, number three was dramatizing everything. So using dramatic adjectives like incredible, wonderful, fantastic, innovative, state of the art, right? Best in the city. Like anybody's going to be like, is it, you know, like skeptical, right? And then lastly was the love bomb. So this just creates a super uncomfortable environment for your clients and can really inhibit sales and even lose you clients. So 
what do you do other than this, right? How do you show up in ways that aren't these? So like I said, last episode, that's exactly what we talked about. We talked about the principles of sales psychology. And honestly, it's easier than you think to follow up, to build these good connections, to have boundaries and still be kind and fun and amazing to be around, to create this great experience without making it super weird and uncomfortable for everyone, okay? So I show all of these different things. I give you scripts. I give you (laughs) literal all the techniques, all the methods to show up in super authentic ways that get really great results, by the way, in my program, The Luxury Client Method. So if you want support with this, if you're sitting here listening to this or the one from last week and you're like, I'm the person that's not showing up because I'm afraid of being, you know, salesy and I hate sales, right? Like I'm not here to make sales. I'm not here to sell products or whatever. You're if you're in that headspace, first of all, you're super normal, but also DM me the word clients because the people who are less ethical than you, who are less genuine than you, they're using all of these sales tactics, right? They are out there doing this crazy stuff and getting all the clients. So it's important for us to be empowered with the knowledge, with the techniques, with the methods, because we are the genuine people. We are the kind-hearted, great hairstylists who truly have our clients' best intentions like at our heart and with our motivation. So we should be doing this because all the other people are and it's so important for us to know. So I hope that this is helpful for you guys. Definitely pop into my inbox and let me know what you thought. What surprised you? What is something that you are going to implement this week in order to have, um, you know, create a better environment for you and your clients and make it easy to make more money on a weekly basis? All right, I will see you all next week. Thank you so much.